Hello, my name is Michael McMaster and this is my podcast called An Open Mind. I try to bring new ideas, enlightening ideas, things that you never thought about before, and to try to bring an understanding of how we fit in the universe, how the universe works with us, and how we can work with the universe as well. You know, like I've said before on other podcasts, the universe is interactive. We are part of it. It is part of us. So when you know how to communicate with it, things work very well. So one of the first steps in sort of crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything that you don't want in your life. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And that covers such a broad area when it comes to doing this or what it might involve. It can involve people. It can involve situations. It can involve physical things that you have. It can involve thoughts that you have. So it involves a lot of different things in getting rid of what you don't want. And we don't normally think about that. We just keep carrying all this baggage around with us. You know, whether it be resentment, whether it be jealousy, whether it be sadness, whether it would be the inability to be able to forgive yourself or to be able to, inability to be able to forgive other people. This is all stuff that we carry and it's of no use to us. Nothing. So what we do is we try to carve out this little life of happiness over here that might be an inch wide while we have a hundred yards and a hundred yards and a hundred yards and a hundred yards of garbage in our life. And so what happens is that we're always fighting against all that to try to create this little piece of happiness in here. And a lot of these podcasts are about that. They're actually, um, in different ways, I try to get people to understand how to find a sense of happiness. Because that's really, the two most valuable things in life are your health and happiness. If you have those two things, you have everything. And you can have no money and be happy and your health. That is far better than being somebody who's a millionaire and you're dying. What's the point? Right, so... We have to try to understand how to get rid of, out of our life, what we don't want and what doesn't serve us. And the first thing you can do, I mean, I did this and it works. (laughs) I can't remember her name, but I read this book by this, uh, I think she's Japanese and called Tidying Up, I think it's called, I'm not sure. And basically it's to get rid of everything that you don't need anymore. And I don't have a lot of things but for a particular reason. So I did that. I got things that I didn't need, didn't use, didn't whatever, threw them out, right? And then I put everything in its place how it should be. And it's very, very interesting what happened. And I decided, and I've said this in other podcasts as well, I only have things in my life that bring me a sense of joy, a sense of happiness, a sense of beauty, a sense of spiritual purpose. That's all I have. I don't have anything else. I don't have stuff or people who do not bring those elements to me. So my life is made up of things that really mean something to me and bring me a sense of joy and happiness. But I don't see that a lot with other people. I mean, that takes discipline and to do that. And so the other interesting thing I found in tidying up <laughs> is that I put everything in place, you know, and what I have and everything means something to me. 
and my brain relaxed. And I realized that if you have a mess around you, whether it be people or physical things or anything like this, your brain's trying to organize it all the time. You like, your brain likes everything in order, but we keep creating chaos. So our brain keeps creating order. So we're always in this state of like frustration all the time. And so what happens, because I have everything like this now, when I go into somebody's house that's not like mine and it's messy, whatever, I get a headache because my brain's going, oh my God, look at this mess. How do I get it all in order? And we, do, like I said, we do this all the time. We do it with people, like people who annoy us. We're trying to get it order in order in our head, like understand it. And so this is what we do. So, you know, this little narrow path of happiness we're trying to find or, or maintain, we have to get rid of all the other stuff. And then what happens, we have 100 yards of happiness in every direction. Do you see? And a lot of it is emotional. We carry so much emotional baggage in our life. I mean, I have for years until I started to understand what it was doing to me. And one of the places that I started or tried to start, and I'm still, you know, working on it, everything is a a work in progress. Everything is in a state of evolution all the time. So by no means by what I talk about, am I perfect at it? Trust me. <laughs> but I have the consciousness to try. And one of the biggest areas that I found in my life, and you know, you've heard this word before, is forgiveness. So I've seen the art of forgiveness. It's an astonishing thing. Because we have a hard time forgiving ourselves for all the things that were supposedly done, correct? And forgiving others for all the things that they've done to us, correct? And so we carry all this stuff around all the time, every day, sometimes for hours at a day, thinking what happened here, what happened there, what happened 5,000 years ago, you know, and all this stuff. This is what we do. And so I had to, for a particular reason, learn to forgive other people. Because I learned something about myself and I learned something about them. I have views about things, as you obviously know. <laughs> and other than this stuff that I teach, I have views about things. Now, does it mean that I'm right? No about certain other people? No. Does it mean that their views about certain other things or other people are right? Maybe no. Maybe yes, maybe no. The same for me. Maybe yes, maybe no. So we all have these views on everything, you know. But the interesting thing is that we want everybody else to believe our view. Our view has to be right. And so then we don't listen to the other people. We're not interested in listening to them. We just want them to accept our view or your view or my view. And so they're wrong, I'm right. But the interesting thing is that they have the same view, that their view is right and your view is wrong. And so this is how we go backwards and forwards. And I've found, you know, in this kind of society that nobody gives in. No, I'm right, they're wrong. So I'm going to be angry at them because they wouldn't accept my view. Who says that your view is right? Because you say it's right. Uh, I wouldn't give any credence to anybody's view, to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, so this is, this is what we do. 
And so then we create resentment towards the other person. And the other person creates resentment towards us. And we carry this around as that, you know, in that hundred yards of not being able to be happy. And so we have to learn at some point that your view is just a view. So is theirs. So we have to learn to listen to other people and understand their point of view. And they understand my point of view or your point of view. And just have an acceptance about it. And not to become angry and to forgive. I have met people, you know, that have come to see me. And I said this before, they come in and they're tortured by their past, you know, because they can't forgive this person or this person did that or whatever, whatever. And I say to them, show me where the past is. Show me where this thing is that's torturing you. Of course, they can't because it's in their head. They keep it alive. Now, this is really important what I'm going to say. You keep your own pain alive. Nobody else does. You do. So when you're getting angry at somebody else, or you're frustrated with somebody else, you are doing it to you. They are not doing it to you. You are allowing it to happen to you. So the only person you have to blame for your misery is you. And for a lot of people, that's a hard thing because it means that they have to take some kind of responsibility for like, you know, they could be wrong. God help us. <laughs> but this is the way it works. So in that little inch of happiness, if you want to expand that out to maybe 50 yards in every direction, learn to forgive. And this is something that I've learned because I mix things here spiritually and on the logical sense and on the emotional sense, you know. When you apply that, when you start to forgive other people and forgive yourself, the world spiritually forgives you. That is more powerful than anything. That will make your life easier because I'll tell you this, spiritually speaking, right? As long as you have these situations of not being able to forgive you or forgive other people and all the rest, you'll keep attracting situations or events to you to keep showing you that until you get it. That once you forgive everything, the world forgives you, then you no longer attract circumstances or situations into your life that's trying to teach you to forgive. Do you know how much easier your life would become? Do you know much how much happier your life would become? Do you see? Practice this. If you were to practice this for a month, write down everybody you need to forgive, regardless, and write down everything that you need to forgive about you, regardless, and you practice forgiveness you'll be astonished at what's going to happen because you'll see it right in front of you. Now, when I say forgiveness, you know, in this country, you know, America, because that's where I live, forgiveness is some platitude, something that we just say, oh, I forgive you. No, you don't. Those words are empty. They're meaningless. And people do it all the time. 
people, I mean, seeing people on TV, they get caught at something and they go, oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, I forgive this person. And no, you don't. That's just a word to get out of a situation. So quite often we'll do that. We'll say, you know, oh, I forgive you then. It's all just to get out of a situation. It's meaningless. Do you know when two people are in love with each other, there's this emotion that's attached to it. And you feel the emotion of love or you feel the emotion of joy. That's the emotion you should feel when you are forgiving somebody. Don't give them, don't insult them by giving empty words. Feel it so that they can feel it. And that way it's real, it means something, and it will do something. I'm telling you, you'll be astonished at what's happened. We are usually good when it comes to our children, forgiving them regardless. Why? Because we have a sense of love towards the child and we want the relationship to continue and we want it to be okay. So we forgive and we go, oh, they just made a mistake, you know, so we'll forgive them. You should look at everybody like that. You should look at everybody like being like that child that you have and you forgive them that way. You see, it is so, so important. So this is one of the ways that you can start on the road to creating the life that you want by getting rid of what doesn't work or what you don't want. As I said, civilizations for eons have been searching for one thing, happiness. And it's always right in front of you. It's never anywhere else. It's not out there somewhere or whatever. It's always right in front of you. So you start by getting rid of stuff out of your house and your life that no longer works and you no longer want. And then you start also by forgiving yourself and forgiving people. And, you know, <laughs> forgiving yourself is a really interesting thing. It's like, oh, no, I'm so terrible. I'm so this, I'm so that. No, I don't think so. Everything is a perception. What you might think is really bad, somebody else might think it's not. And what you might think it's not, somebody else might think it is. So which is true? Is your perception true or is their perception true? Probably neither. So in forgiving yourself, just forgive. It doesn't matter. Just forgive. And on a spiritual note again, so to speak, the universe forgives everybody. It's only us humans that don't forgive each other. As you've probably heard that saying, you know, forgiveness is divine, because it is. In gentle ways, we have, you know, toxic people in our life. And some of these people are in our family. And so we have to sort of, you know, accept them. And, you know, <laughs> the people are not in our family that are toxic in our life. You know, that's like, oh, let me drink this can of poison one more time. That's basically what you're doing when you have toxic people in your life. You know, oh, I'll kill myself slowly here. <laughs> so that's what we do. But, you know, I, I believe in the gentleness of life and the gentleness of nature and the gentleness in the way that we should do everything. And out of respect, because we should. It's the right thing to do. So with toxic people, you, you send them love and you slowly release them from your life. You do it gently, and then it takes care of itself. 
And so that's another big problem because, you know, people who are like that, you know, they don't care about you. You know, they only care about themselves. And so their interest is for them, not for you. And so they find different people to feed off. And that's what they do. But that's, you know, like I said, in family, it's a different matter. You know, you have to sort of learn to tolerate. <laughs> and because they're there, you know, and um, or you can sort of distance yourself from them as well if you choose. But do it gently and do it with love. This is what you do. And when you do that to people, that love comes back to you. All right. That's very, very important because, you know, whatever you send out emotionally in terms of emotion, it boomerangs back to you. So if you send a lot of love out into the world, which is such a foreign concept for most people, that love comes back to you. I do this. You know, I, I don't do it all the time because I'm not that conscious all the damn time about it. But when I send it out, here's an interesting thing. All right. Now, I live in an area where there are traffic lights. And this is how I gauge if I'm in tune or not, or how much positive energy or love I've sent out during the day. If I know I'm attuned right and I send out that, I can drive down a street. There can be five traffic lights and every one of them will be green. You see, this is how I can tell if I'm in harmony, if the energy that I'm sending out is harmonious energy. And other things happen as well. You know, I could be at the store and the person in front of me will say, or go in front of me, or they'll open up another check stand over there and I'm the first one. This is how I gauge it, because what you send out as a person comes back to you in different ways. It's, it's trying to tell you it's a barometer on how you are. Life is always doing that to us, but we don't look at it that way because nobody's told you that. But when I'm the opposite, like if I'm like oh, frustrated, I don't like this, everything will go wrong, trust me. <laughs> I'll get every red light and um, I'll be number 186th in line at the supermarket, you know, things like this. So this is how it works. So do you see? So I'm sort of a bit off track there, but so practice that. The other thing too, so I'm trying to put as much as I can in here today, is gratitude. Gratitude. I think I might have spoke about it before. Gratitude increases whatever you have. So if you have gratitude for your misery, but it keeps telling yourself that you're misery, you're in misery or you're miserable or whatever, you'll keep getting more. So you're practicing gratitude for your misery. Do you understand? If you have gratitude for joy or gratitude for all the positive things in your life, those things will continue to grow. They just multiply. It's how it works. Our creator gave us these abilities to increase our life in the way that we want it to be happiness or misery do you see we can experience either so whatever you have gratitude for choose gratitude for the things that bring you joy or the things that make your life easier like with money if you have gratitude for the amount of money that you have don't think in terms of lack for the amount of money that you have it will increase every time with money that you think in terms of lack the universe goes, oh, they want less. Never do that. Always think in terms of gratitude for what you have. If you have so much love in your life, have gratitude for what you have. 
because what will happen, it will increase. So everything you have gratitude for increases, it stays in place, and it gets better. Do you see? Very simple. So if you do those two things I just talked about, because you want to go back and listen to this podcast again. If you do the two things in terms of three things, forgiveness in everything, get rid of what no longer works in your life, and only put in your life what does work for you, and you have a sense of forgiveness for everything, and you send positive, loving energy out into the world, and you have gratitude for everything that you have in your life, your life will be miraculous. Thank you.